From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. gentlemen welcome to episode 289 of the wrestling delorean podcast as always i am your host mike de niro and today we have a super stacked show for you i can't believe we're already up to 289 episodes we are inching closer and closer to that episode 300 and when we do we're going to have a hell of a show for you i promise you that but Today, episode 289, it's nothing to sleep on because we're talking about a super stacked episode of Monday Night Raw from May 5th, 2001. Also, we're going to give our thoughts about last night's Raw because I have some things to talk about. You know, Triple H just introduced a new belt. Usually, I do not talk about the modern day here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, but why not? Let me give you my thoughts about the news coming out of the WWF. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the show, please make sure to follow the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And follow on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. You can also catch me on the Circle of Debate Podcast. You can follow us on social medias at Circle of Debate. And the Circle of Debate is also part of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So make sure you go and follow the Bloodline Entertainment Network on all social media platforms and on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a super stacked show. So let's cut the chit chat and let's get into the action right now. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on iHeartRadio. Thank you so much for leaving those five-star rates and leaving us those beautiful reviews. Without you guys, there is no me. I love you, all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. Let's get into today's show. Like I said... I don't usually talk about, well, you know, I used to. I used to bring up all the modern day stuff. But now if you want to hear my modern day thoughts about professional wrestling, then you could check me out on the Circle of Debate podcast every Sunday at 3 o'clock Eastern. But something big happened last night, well, on Monday, on Monday Night Raw. And I just wanted to give it a quick thought. I want to give you guys my quick analysis of what's going on. Triple H announced that there is a new title, a new world champion. It is the WWE. World Heavyweight Champion, and it will be crowned to whoever, well, I believe it's going to be crowned at the Night of Champions pay-per-view, and whatever brand Roman Reigns is on, he will be the champion of that brand, but the other brand will be wrestling for this championship, and I gotta say, I I like this, you know, I I didn't want to see Roman Reigns have to lose one of those titles, or see Roman Reigns have to split those titles, or get stripped of one of those titles or have to relinquish one of those titles. I like the fact that they're just going to let Roman rock and on the other brand, you'll have another world champion. This this helps the whole problem of not having a championship defended on one brand. Also, it stops the whole people from complaining about a part-time champion because you have a world heavyweight champion who's there on the show and defending the title. Um, I, I like the design. I see a lot of people shitting on the design of the title, but I think the design is pretty cool. It's a, it's paying homage to the old big gold from WCW and the Ruthless Aggression era world heavyweight champion of the WWE. Um, yeah, I think this is dope. I mean, I know, uh, I know my boy TK put out a video on the Bloodline Entertainment Network yesterday and he gave his top 10 picks for who should win that title. Um, I think it's very interesting. I, I think that, in my opinion, I think that title's made for someone like Seth. I think that title's made for someone like Cody. I think that title's made for someone like Bobby. And I, I think that it's going to be very interesting to see who wins that title. The inaugural WWF World Heavyweight Champion. Why do I keep saying WWF? See, I'm about to talk about some classic WWF action, so I'm stuck on WWF, but... Shit, sometimes I got to pull my head out of the past and remember that we are in 2023. WWE, I am sorry for anyone who's listening right now so quick to be like, hey, he said WWF, you mean WWE? Yeah, I caught myself. Sorry. Anyway, I- I'm not editing that shit out, so fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> nah, um, yeah, so I, I think that it's, it's a good idea. I definitely think it's a good idea. You're going to have someone who is on the show always. I think with Triple H's WWE, I think the goal is to step away from depending on part-timers without having to punish the part-timers. You know, like he said, if he was in Roman Reigns' position, he would probably do the same thing and negotiate a contract like he has. So, I think with that being said, Roman Reigns is going to be able to continue to have his legendary run. But, in the meantime, we'll also have another champion on the show that could be defended. And when Roman Reigns does defend his title, it's going to be a draw. It's going to be 
something that people are going to want to see. Not saying it's not now, but Roman Reigns might have more of a rarer appearance because of this title. Nonetheless, I definitely think it's a good idea. And I definitely think that this is going to lead to a tournament. I, I know it hasn't been announced yet, but a tournament of the top wrestlers in the WWE. I would love to see Seth involved, like I said. I would love to see Bobby Lashley involved, like I said. Hell, even though he's the IC champion, I think you got to involve Gunther. I think you got to involve Cody Rhodes. I think you got to involve someone like Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. It's only right. Definitely, definitely great shit right now coming out of the WWE. I cannot wait for the, the draft starting this Friday on SmackDown. You can also catch me this Friday on Top Rope Wrestling Talk. Shout out to the South Philly Psycho Dom. Shout out to High Class. Shout out to Grandma Wendy. Catch me on Top Rope Wrestling Talk on the Bloodline Entertainment Network this Friday, where we will be going back in time and talking about Bash at the Beach 1997. Also this Friday, you can catch me here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on iHeartRadio. And we're going to have something special because, like I said, we're going to be doing the very first ever DeLorean Passenger's Choice. Because if you go on Twitter, there will be a poll up today with four shows, and you guys will pick the winner of the poll will be the show that I review this Friday on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. So make sure you check that out. Going to be really fun. But when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be going back in time to Monday Night Raw, May 5th, 2001. We have a hell of a show on SmackDown. Undertaker threw Stone Cold through a pane glass window. He injured the eye of Stone Cold. Undertaker is not allowed to be there due to law enforcement stepping in and saying that they need to separate these two guys. But it is announced that Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin will be going one-on-one for the WWF World Heavyweight Champion at Judgment Day 2001. We're going to be talking about all that and more when we come back from this commercial break. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players. 
right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to get into Monday Night Raw from May 5th, 2001. This was a hell of a show. Raw is War is live from Long Island, New York, not too far from my neck of the woods. And we have Stone Cold Steve Austin here and he's hell-bent because The Undertaker beat that ass on SmackDown, put him through a pane glass window, injured his eye, beat his ass in the ambulance, and now Undertaker is barred from the building, but Stone Cold is here and he is... Here with a vengeance, and there will be hell to pay for the attack on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's get into this show right now. Like I said, this Monday Night Raw is taking place from Long Island, New York. We see highlights of what happened on SmackDown when The Undertaker took Austin out. We see it was Stone Cold Steve Austin in the match, and then Undertaker comes out. He puts Undertaker, he puts Stone Cold through a pane glass window backstage when Stone Cold is being stretchered and putting in yeah when he's getting put into an ambulance the undertaker hijacks the ambulance continues the attack tonight taker has the night off law enforcement steps in they say the undertaker has a well stone coasty boston has a restraining order on the undertaker until judgment day which is two weeks away wow almost busted my ass anyway we see a cage hanging from the ring here at monday night raw because it is announced that tonight will be chris jericho versus william regal in a steel cage match the match to settle the score between these two these guys have been feuding for a while we've seen their matchup at wrestlemania 17 we've seen their queens of dansbury rules matchup from backlash but nothing seems to be able to End this feud or end the hatred between William Regal and Chris Jericho. So a steel cage match is going to do the trick. We're going to have that matchup tonight. First person out is 
McFoley, surprise, surprise, the hometown boy here in Long Island. McFoley's here. He's kind of, you know, shilling his book, his new book, uh, Foley is Good, I believe it's called, right? It's a number one bestseller. I feel like every McFoley book was a number one bestseller. I actually have this book. I have uh, McFoley's first couple books. Um, great author. But anyway, he's here. He's kind of bigging up the crowd. He's uh, pushing his book. Out comes Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, and William Regal. They say that Mick Foley is no longer the commissioner of the WWF and has no business here in the ring. As Vince McMahon is talking, a fan tries to jump the guardrail. Security is stopping him. This was a legit moment. Vince McMahon actually brings attention to this fan and says, Look at the scum! The scum of Long Island! You guys act like animals! Can't even sit down! Um, yeah, so a fan tries to jump the guardrail. Usually, you know, even the cameras are trying to not show the fan, but Vince McMahon is bringing nothing but attention to the fan here, which I thought was a funny moment. Vince McMahon says that Mick Foley has no business being here, and he says that he is going to physically remove Mick Foley from the building. And then Mick Foley says, I would gladly like to see you try. Vince McMahon says, well, why would I get my hands dirty? And why would William Regal get his hands dirty? Because William Regal has a match tonight against Chris Jericho. So out comes Rikishi. Vince McMahon tells Rikishi to not only take out McFoley, but he wants to see McFoley get stink-faced in McFoley's own hometown. Rikishi's ready to oblige, but McFoley stops him and says, hey, why would you listen to McMahon? Wasn't it you who Stone Cold Steve Austin was attacking, which led to The Undertaker stopping him on SmackDown? Why would you then turn around and help this man when you know that Stone Cold Steve Austin is in cahoots with Vince McMahon? He says that I believe that you deserve a lot more than what you've been getting. You come from a legendary family. You're a hell of an athlete. You've been with the WWF for years, and these fans love you. You deserve to be a top star. Then Stephanie McMahon gets in Rikishi's face and says, You better do what my daddy tells you to do. Don't you let McFoley brainwash you. And then she slaps the tape out of Rikishi's face and says, Give McFoley the stink face. This leads to Rikishi just turning around and dropping William Regal with the super kick. Then he goes after Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon leaves the ring in time. He then says that Mick Foley, you are going to be removed from the building. I'll have police escort you from the building. And Rikishi, you just made the biggest mistake of your life because tonight you're going to be going one-on-one against the Texas Rattlesnake, a very pissed-off Stone Cold Steve Austin. First matchup of the night, we got... Bradshaw versus Kurt Angle. And this was a pretty good matchup. Very physical. Clash of styles, though. You you had a big, you know, lumbering Texan who was just smash mouth versus an Olympic gold wrestler. Really good matchup, though. Uh, we see Chris Benoit. The, the, the Tron shows Chris Benoit at WWF New York eating a steak. And he has Kurt Angle's Olympic gold medals. The Olympic gold medals that Chris Benoit stole from Kurt Angle last week on Raw. Kurt Angle's pissed. He turns around. He's being well. He turns around from being distracted and gets nailed with a huge clothesline from hell from the Texan Bradshaw. 
One, two, three. Bradshaw gets the victory on Kurt Angle. Surprisingly, that was an upset. Kurt Angle doesn't care, though. He leaves the ring. He hops into a car, and he hightails it to Manhattan, New York, to catch Benoit in WWF New York and wants to get his gold medals back. I mean, Long Island's what, like an hour away? This is a two-hour show. There's time. It is very possible that Kurt Angle can make it to Manhattan and 42nd Street in time to get Chris Benoit. So very interesting to see what's going to go down in WWF New York when Kurt Angle arrives and Chris Benoit is already there with the gold medals. We see the Hardy Boys talking to Eddie Guerrero backstage. They say that they don't trust Eddie Guerrero, but since Eddie Guerrero helped Lita on SmackDown, they're going to give him a chance tonight. It's going to be Eddie Guerrero and the Hardy Boys versus Edge, Christian, and Rhino. Let's get to that matchup right now. Really good matchup, really fun matchup. A unique six-way matchup with, uh, I believe it it wasn't even announced to be Tornado Rules, but it was pretty much a Tornado six-man anyway because there was no tags. Everybody was in the ring. And I got to say, the Hardy Boys and Eddie Guerrero made a good team. Um, Eddie Guerrero, who was usually teaming up with the Radicals here, here he's starting to turn face and getting more crowd, uh, crowd cheers and crowd reaction in the WWF. So it looks like Eddie Guerrero is starting to become a bigger star at this point. Um, he obviously has a crush on Lita, which is a big no-no because Lita's with Matt Hardy. Um, during the matchup, though, Lita gets involved in the matchup. She's in the ring. Rhino is setting up to gore Lita, but Eddie Guerrero jumps in front and he sacrifices himself to get Gord instead to save Lita. But this also leads to Rhino pinning Eddie Guerrero 1-2-3 for the victory for his team. Edge, Christian, and Rhino pick up the victory here against the Hardy Boys and Eddie Guerrero. Next up, we have a four-way for the light heavyweight championship. It is Brian Christopher versus Taka Mishinoku versus Crash Holly versus the light heavyweight champion in the WWF, Jerry Lynn. And it is such a treat to see one of my favorite ECW wrestlers, one of my favorite TNA wrestlers, Jerry Lynn in the WWF. He was only in the WWF for such a short time period. If you blink, you would miss it. But he actually won gold in the WWF because he is currently your light heavyweight champion. Like I said, really cool to see Jerry Lynn in the WWF. Jerry Lynn is such an underrated wrestler. If you talk about guys who would probably never make it in the WWE Hall of Fame but deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame, Jerry Lynn is one of those guys. Think about what he's done in his career. Jerry Lynn, who was wrestling for... Universal Wrestling uh, Championship Wrestling put the cruiserweight slash X Division style on the map in the early 90s with uh, X-Pac, Sean Waltman, before anybody even knew who these two were. Sean Waltman, a.k.a. the Lightning Kid at the time, and Jerry Lynn were having classics. Then you put a mask on him and you have the unique name of Mr. JL in the WCW having insane matches in the Cruiserweight division with the likes of Sabu, with the likes of uh, Rey Mysterio Jr., with the likes of Chris Jericho, with the likes of Eddie Guerrero, with the likes of Dean Malenko. Amazing matches. I know the name is stupid. I know the mask is stupid, but go back and watch Mr. JL in WCW. You're going to see some really fun shit. But then you got a man who then goes to ECW and reinvents himself. Works his way up the ladder and becomes the world heavyweight champion. The new fucking show. 
because he had a very underrated yet storybook rivalry with Rob Van Dam. The whole fucking show, Rob Van Dam, that is. Matches that revolutionized the sport of professional wrestling. Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam revolutionized what you see today in AEW, what you see today in the WWE, what you see today in Impact, what you see today all over the world. Those matches were being done in the 90s. Go check them out. Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn were putting on clinics in ECW. He becomes the world heavyweight champion. After ECW goes out of business, he had this little stint here in WWF, but then he goes on and puts the X division on the map in TNA with his feud with AJ Styles, with his feud with Low Key, with his feud with the Amazing Red. Reinvents himself once again in NWA TNA. And then at the age of 48, at the tail end of his career, goes to Ring of Honor Wrestling and ends the two-year title reign, the historic title reign of Nigel McGuinness and becomes the oldest Ring of Honor champion in the time period. And I think he held that title, that the oldest champion, until I think PCO won it for a short time and became the oldest champion. But at the time, he was the oldest champion in Ring of Honor history. And he ended the title reign of Nigel McGuinness. Amazing, amazing match. But like I said, here is a guy who's now an agent in AEW. But legendary, legendary career. I mean, I would hope that one day we see this man in the WWE Hall of Fame or any Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame because if anyone deserves it, Jerry Lynn deserves it. Back to this show, Jerry Lynn wins the matchup. He is still your light heavyweight champion. He hits a, uh, I think, a tornado DDT onto Brian Christopher for the victory. At the time, he wasn't able to do his uh, signature cradle pile driver because the pile driver was banned in the WWE. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We then get to, we go to a satellite sit down with the Undertaker. 
Undertaker says that at Judgment Day, it will be him and Austin. And he said it, you know, I hope Austin believes in the mentality of an eye for an eye because he wants Austin to bring his best at Judgment Day. He already knows that Austin's pissed off, but that doesn't scare Undertaker. He says, I know you're the Texas Rattlesnake. I know you're going to want to sink those venomous Texas Rattlesnake teeth in my ass, but that does not scare me because on SmackDown, I took your eye. But at Judgment Day, I'm coming for the rest of your ass, and I will be skinning the Texas Rattlesnake and wearing you as boots. We then go to the steel cage matchup between William Regal and Chris Jericho. And this matchup was a hell of a matchup. Very physical. Very physical matchup. These two beat the hell out of each other. William Regal was not playing off on no uh, comedy here. It was a very physical matchup. Um, These two beat the hell out of each other. William Regal was dominating most of this matchup with very stiff shots to uh, Chris Jericho's face. Hard... um, what would you call it? European uppercuts. Hard cross faces. There was a moment where Chris Jericho climbs to the top. He's trying to escape. And William Regal cravats him. And then flips him from the top all the way to the ring. Nasty, nasty landing. In the end, though, Chris Jericho prevails because we have a bam bang. We have a bang bang play to end the matchup. As Chris Jericho's climbing out, William Regal is trying to climb through the door. And while Regal has his head through the door, about to escape, Chris Jericho drop kicks the door on his way down from falling from the top of the cage to win the matchup. Really good matchup, really good victory, really fun shit here between Chris Jericho and William Regal. I thoroughly enjoyed this matchup. I would say, without a doubt, this was the match of the night. But we're not done. We are not done. Stone Cold Steve Austin cuts a promo backstage. He says that he isn't scared of The Undertaker. Just as much as Undertaker wants him, he wants The Undertaker. He wants revenge for Undertaker trying to take his eye. He says tonight, though, he's going to beat the holy hell out of Rikishi, who's out there dancing like a jackass. Rikishi couldn't get the job done behind the wheel of an automobile when he ran Stone Cold over. What makes you think you have a chance tonight against the Texas Rattlesnake one-on-one? We then get Lita versus Molly Holly. Lita wins. She's she's uh, shown twice here on this show. She's she's going to be getting a women's title match against China at Judgment Day. You know, I said last week, I, I don't even remember China and Lita ever having a matchup, but really cool because I'm excited for that one. We then get a table matchup between the X Factor and all three members of the Dudley Boys. This is the final matchup in the feud. It is being regarded as the rubber matchup and the last time these two teams will face off against each other. Really good action, very ECW-esque action because you have nothing but, you know, out of the six guys, you have um, four ECW alumni with the Dudley Boys, Spike Dudley, and Just Incredible in the ring. Um, In the end, we have another ECW alumni, Raven, who for some reason interferes and hits Albert with a kendo stick, leading to Spike Dudley hitting the Dudley dog onto Albert on the outside through a table for the victory for the Dudley boys. The Dudley boys pick up the victory here. They win the feud against the X-Factor. For some reason, Raven got involved, but hey, I'm not mad at it. I'm also glad that this feud is over. I want to see something new out of these two teams. 
Next, we get Chris Benoit, who's arriving to the arena. So as Chris Benoit was in WWF New York, Kurt Angle goes to Manhattan to go catch Chris Benoit lacking. But Chris Benoit was on his way to, uh, what's it called, to Long Island. Very funny shit here. So as Chris Benoit arrives to Long Island, Kurt Angle arrives to Manhattan and to WWF New York. Chris Benoit enters the ring and he says that he's starting to like walking around with these Olympic gold medals. It makes him feel like an Olympic gold medalist himself. And you know what? I kind of regret not wrestling in the Olympics. Because if I did in 1996, I would have beat Kurt Angle in the Olympics. So you know what? How about this? How about at Judgment Day, I do just that. I beat Kurt Angle for the Olympic gold medals. How about we have a matchup where Kurt Angle's Olympic gold medals are on the line? And it is made official. Judgment Day, it will be Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit for Kurt Angle's Olympic gold medals. He then says that, don't worry, I'm not going to always wear these medals around my neck. I'm going to keep them in a safe, warm place. He then opens his pants and drops them down his pants. Classy from Chris Benoit. Main event time. Let's get to this. It is Rikishi going one-on-one against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh... We got first, we got Mick Foley in the crowd who afterwards escorted out of the arena, bought a front row ticket. We also got Vince McMahon and Stephanie who make their way out here. They're on commentary. They're here to get a firsthand view of Stone Cold Steve Austin taking out his frustrations on Rikishi. A good matchup. Rikishi definitely dominates Stone Cold from the early set. It definitely looked like they were building Rikishi to be a main event star here. And I feel like with the crowd reaction, with the way he dominated Stone Cold and the crowd was all behind it, if they wanted to pull the trigger on Rikishi, tonight was the night because he was getting over like Rover. Those fans were loving Rikishi and were hating Stone Cold Steve Austin. He looked like a million bucks. This was a non-title matchup, though, so no matter what happened here, Rikishi was not going to be the WWF champion, but he came out of this matchup looking like an absolute star. Um, due to interference, though, numerous times from Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin got the upper hand, one time hitting a low blow on Rikishi, the other time coming in with a steel chair. But Rikishi kept on fighting, he kept on trying to prevail. In the end, though, Stephanie McMahon enters the ring, Vince McMahon enters the ring. Rikishi drops Vince McMahon with a super kick. He, though, he then goes to go after Stephanie, Stone Cold Steve Austin attacks uh, Rikishi because he has his uh, back towards Stone Cold. Turns Rikishi over, hits the Stone Cold Stunner. One, two, three. Stone Cold Steve Austin is victorious here in the main event, but he still is hell-bent. He goes outside, throws Mick Foley over the top of the guardrail, throws him into the ring, starts wailing on Mick Foley, goes out to get the chair. Rikishi hits the super kick onto Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then as Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon retreat, Stephanie McMahon is still seated in the corner. She's stuck there. And Rikishi ends the show by giving the billion-dollar princess a stink face. Nasty. Nasty. The, 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 the camera shot of Rikishi's big-ass derriere all in the billion-dollar princess's face was a nasty, nasty sight. And we go off the air with Rikishi dancing to the too cool music, but we know that there'll be hell to pay next week when Triple H is back here on Raw. I know for sure he is not happy about his wife getting stink-faced by Rikishi, so Triple H is probably going to have something to say against Rikishi next week here on Raw is War. 
Very good show. I enjoyed it. Like I said, this time period is so much fun. A lot of good shit going on in this time period. I thoroughly enjoyed this show. A lot of entertaining factors. You know, you had the Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle comedy. You had the brawl in the main event. You had an amazing cage match between William Regal and Chris Jericho. I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I hope you go check it out, too. Like I said, the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast will be back here on Friday, so make sure you tune in. It is viewer's choice. It is the Wrestling DeLorean Passenger's Choice. I'll be putting up the poll. Make sure you check out that poll on Wrestling DeLorean Podcast's Twitter page, at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Before I leave, though, you know, most of you guys know I'm a rapper. Check out this song by Ant the Giant featuring my rap group, The Lords of Gotham. It's called In My Zone, and it is available on all streaming platforms. Check it out. Go download it. I'll catch you here on Friday. Let's get it, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo. Now don't fuck around and let an animal loose. Now no beast stays alive. I get a bit psycho when I'm in the booth. Don't like death and close your eyes. Cause shit finna get ugly real fast. Something like a damn horror movie. But the black guy don't die. This is my flick, nigga. You on my side? Now, shoulda go smoothie. But Lord help your soul if you're not. I'm coming for your ass with a lyrical glock. I break right to your damn door. And I'ma hit your ass with a kill shot. But I'll shake you up first just because. A bitch get down. It's a stick up, stick up. Hey, don't you move. Don't cough. Don't sneeze. Don't burp. Don't you dare even hiccup. Cause hey, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it, I'm on it, I'm on it, I'm in my zone, nigga. I'm on it, 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 I'm in my zone, nigga. Y'all don't fuck around and let the devil in now. Everybody sinning, ain't nobody really winning. Kicking game from the basement to the attic, selling, fucking with the giant, ain't no telling what the next mission. But we on it, L O G, the team, I'm on it. You know creams, the things we wanted. So I see ice, you know I'm on it. Said E double D and I cannot lose. I got a couple hitters with me, so please don't choose. We be setting niggas up just to pay our dues. And if it smell a little fish, you better bell our rules. Swear the team catch you when it's bang time. Splitting up the ends like we got too much hang time. Spend a little bit, but the rest I'ma save mine. Keep my shit still like I'm standing on the landmine. It's a snapshot of my grimy city's back lot. To the backwards, I'm a preacher. So I mapped out like it's black ops. Black ops with the Mac out with no mask. I'm fuck a mascot. Got them boys is back and De Niro got that fast drop. The Rob Zombie a rap Thunder kiss, thunder lips Hawking up with Sherry Moon I said this is a zombie attack Can't get a grip when the shit at the fan And I snap it's like Thanos You know it's a rap Focus on that Let the fucks know it's a trap Fuck these rats Switch it for cheese Gonna clap for Monterey Jack Payback Whoa. I'm on it 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 I'm in my zone nigga I'm on it 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 I'm in my zone nigga Show me where the fuck you been my nigga Up in the hood trying to Build my figures, pocket so fat, what's a bill for, nigga? Go against me, out your mind, it'll get you. Run from a nigga, Run, nigga. I'm on your block, little nigga. Block, little nigga. I take your spot, little nigga. Spot, little nigga. I got that drop, little, little nigga. Huey, I don't play around. Say my name, I'ma hunt you down. Got a new chick, she gangsta pal. Say that word, I'm on that prowl. I don't know what y'all niggas thought. Hearing everything from your mouth to a jock. Creeping them corners, I make shit hot. Being opposition, now to get you pop. Wait. Are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook.
Expressing your love can look many different ways. And with the right jewelry gift from Blue Nile, it can truly sparkle. Blue Nile's collection of classic diamond jewelry makes for the kind of gift that speaks volumes without saying a single word. Or switch things up with a sapphire piece sure to spark conversation. Either way, Blue Nile's diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Express yourself with Blue Nile, the original online jeweler, at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.